Alrighty, folks. Uppercut episode 12. We're back. We are here with Bellator heavyweight Stephen Maury. Stephen is 10-0 and and has the fifth-ranked Bellator heavyweight. He has an upcoming fight against Valentin Moldovsky on the Bellator 284 card on August 12th. Stephen, how are you doing? Thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Good. Um, so how are you feeling about this upcoming bout? Are you, are you confident? Are you a little nervous? How do you feel about it? I mean, of course, you're a little nervous. But yeah, I'm confident. I'm confident that you know, I'm going to go in there, do my thing, and have a good night. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty confident, too, because you train with some absolute killers. So let's get into that a little bit more. Um, you train with the likes of Vulcan, Ozdemir, Oz- Anthony Johnson, and Chase Sherman, just to name a few. These are guys who are completely seasoned veterans, and they have plenty of UFC success. Do you feel that since you keep up with them, you can keep up with your next opponent? And how much sharper do they make you as a fighter? Yeah, I mean, um, that's that's the key, isn't it? It's like having good guys in the camp, um, dudes with a sharp skill set, always pushing you, always making you learn new things, always making you add new things to your game. And whenever you add new things, they have to add new things back. It's that's you know really the key to to progressing. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that it's, it's, you're true, or you're right about that, for sure. And um, I also wanted to ask about Stefan Struve. You've mentioned him before, that he was a huge influence on you, arguably one of the first guys that helped you out. Um, what, what in particular did he help you with, like your defense, your grappling, or just everything? He um, kind of taught me, more than anything, he taught me how to, I don't want to say how to, I guess how to use my body in a way that was, it's most effective. Um, you know, my coaches had always kind of been trying to get me to, to fight a certain way and like do certain things. And Stefan was like the Stefan did a good job of like prototyping that, you know, for me, for like kind of showing me the way, like laying the groundwork, kind of pointing me in the right direction. And then, you know, also like not just gym stuff. He was, he was there to, you know, tell me like what, what things I should be looking for in fights and for, in promotions and stuff like that yeah that makes a lot of sense what what do you think was like his most helpful advice if you can if you if you know off the top of your head i know it's um so when we went to amsterdam he told me stay out of the blue light district (laughs) that's some good (laughs) advice out there (laughs) yeah um mikey you had a question yeah so surrounding just going back on the surround yourself with talented people i saw after about 10 years of brazilian jiu-jitsu you got awarded your black belt from gilbert and herbert is that right that's right yeah, we should stop and clap for that because that's a fucking <laughs> yeah. amazing accomplishment. So where does that rank, you'd say, since this is your profession, where does that rank, you'd say, like, in life accomplishments? I would say getting my black belt from Gilbert and Herbert was probably top three. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I can it, was, it was really special whenever it happened. What was the hardest aspect of that training? Of, of what training? Of training with Gilbert and Herbert? Yeah. yeah. Because, um, well, so I haven't, you know, the full spectrum of it. I started, I met them about, man, as I keep saying, the more I think about it, the longer it gets. I met them about seven years ago, um, but I like really became acquainted with um, like Gilbert about two years after I moved here. I mean, he was always cool. He was always like, you know, a friend and friendly. But I would, I would say about five years ago, whenever I really <clears throat> started to, like, go to him for for the things I was trying to do and, like, different techniques. And him and Herbert especially um, did a really good job of uh, kind of, like, I, I would say the hardest thing that I had felt like I had to live up to was just the, the standard of, of um, 
for Gilbert, it would have been more like his effort and his intensity. And for Herbert, it was more his, his technical expertise. It's not that Gilbert's not, you know, highly technical and it's not that Herbert's not tough and intense, but I would definitely say that um, Herbert's much more stylistically, you know, whatever, or rather technically, much more technically precise. Mm. And Herbert's much more intense as a, you know, as a human being, as a competitor. Um, so it's you know, really hard to like, I guess, match that in my own way. <clears throat> so, um, you know, like just to go back to what I was saying to, to get a black belt under them was, you know, to, to be recognized for my, for my effort on my own end was, was, you know, really special. Yeah, no, I can imagine that's a ton of work and very few people ever get that accomplishment. So it is really, really impressive. Um, Mikey, what did you have to ask? So, uh, going back into that, what, what started that love for Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Were you like a high school wrestler or did you just hop into it when you started MMA? Like, where did that all start from? Yeah, I read about it. I read about MMA in a magazine um, when I was like, like 16, 17. And um, that's kind of like what got me interested in it. And then uh, I was like right away, I started doing jiu-jitsu classes. Then I started wrestling and then it all just kind of like steamrolled from there. Yeah. Um, I've heard you mention before that your dad didn't let you watch different shows. You mentioned he didn't let you watch WWE because he thought it was like just garbage. Uh, and then he didn't let you watch X-Files, right? Was the other one? Yeah. So, and for different reasons, so that's the thing is, um, if it was like a real sport, he didn't really care. It was, he didn't like the pro wrestling was, you know, like he didn't like that. Sports it, entertainment. Yeah. But it had like bastardized competition yeah. in such a way that it wasn't, it wasn't as, as much of an athletic endeavor as, you know, pro wrestling is. It's not, yeah. it's not a sport. Does that make yeah. sense? It's, yeah. it's a, like a popularity contest in more than anything. And then even that it's like, it's a, like a soap opera with a ring, you know, it's, it is. And I, and I mean, people love pro wrestling. I'm not knocking it. Um, <clears throat> but no, that said, uh, I think MMA had it, had it been introduced earlier into my, you know, my, when if I had known about it earlier, I'm sure I would have been allowed to watch it, especially given the nature of the competitors. And my dad loves wrestling. He loves, you know, um, like real actual wrestling. Yeah, like college and, wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he loves it. He and he's not. He doesn't like follow it avidly, but like he thinks that he thinks that wrestlers are awesome. He thinks like wrestling as a sport is one of the best sports you can do. Um, and then the X Files, I wasn't allowed to watch because you know, I was a kid and like he didn't want me having yeah. nightmares trying to come into his room and do it. Yeah, he's like, I don't want you sleeping next to me. What I don't. Yeah, talking? I don't have a good reason for that. I was just. Yeah, I was just, you know, whatever, baby. Well, were you tall like your whole life? Because for those of you at home who don't know, you're six eight. Well, you're built as six eight. You're six eight, right? Yep. I went to the doctor. Yeah. Did. yeah. There you go. So, were you tall your entire life, or did you just shoot up? Yeah, I was always tall. I was always tall, like you know, sized higher than average. But then I like shot up, especially like my. I'm trying to think. It was like. The summer between eighth and ninth grade, I hit this like four inch growth spurt. Yeah, I had the same growth spurt. Actually, I'm only six one, but I had the same growth spurt. That it was not a fun time. Did you get the uh, growing pains going on in oh, the knees? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But your dad probably didn't want some tall kid sleeping in his bed next to him after watching X Exactly. Um. So you've mentioned before, like although you didn't watch a lot of uh, WWE, you said you your favorite guy was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, is he what influences you in your recovery process? Because I know your recovery process is uh, drink as much beers as you can get your hands on. How many beers is that? And oh, uh, what's your favorite? It is what influences my recovery process. Um, 
Um, no, I didn't. I didn't really catch the. I didn't really catch the appeal of pro wrestling until until like a couple of years ago. And it wasn't yeah. even that. Like I could, I you honestly couldn't probably catch me watching more than ten minutes of a match before I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get up and do something else. <laughs> yeah. But I love like I love the sound bites and I love like the personalities. And, yeah. Like, my friends that watched it would always be quoting it and like like even now like they'll still quote the like yeah. the nineties era wrestling. <laughs> um. But uh, but no, like but that said, like you know, I think fighters have a lot to learn, especially from like how the the pro wrestling guys like how they characterize themselves and how they how they market themselves how what they're able to do to to stay in the the whatever the competitive atmosphere yeah yeah um so how many how many beers does it take for you to uh get get to the recovery processes i can imagine it's a lot for a tall guy like yourself i mean you gotta stay on a steady stream of like five a day for like two weeks there you go i, res- <laughs> I gotta respect it and what's your go-to beer are you a coors guy a miller light guy? guy i'm from pennsylvania oh. Yeah, I Let's just go. finished one myself. My there you go. That's awesome. So <laughs> always, um, that's always my go-to. Yeah, I, I yeah, just finished one myself. Um, got to hit a yinger. Yeah, Dude, exactly. you took you took pro wrestling a lot better than I did. I remember crying when my dad told me it was fake when I was younger. I <laughs> cried, Dude, I I cried when like, Mikey told me it was fake. I was like, "What do you mean it's fake? They're right there doing this shit." He's like, "You don't get it. You don't get it. It's scripted." I was like, "What do you mean it's scripted?" <laughs> Dang. Um. So you mentioned you're from Pennsylvania, and you you call Florida your adopted home. Um. What brought you down there in the first place? Just training. I Just training. um. Yeah. I I met. Well, so a long time ago, forever ago now. Fucking. Um. <clears throat> I got hired to be a training partner for Jared Rochelle when he was fighting Stefan Struve. Mm-hmm. and um there was a girl i knew who lived in florida and we're like we got to talking one day and i was like yeah by the way how close are you to boca she was like yeah it's like half an hour up the road and i was like so oh. <laughs> after the camp was done they they paid me the most i'd ever been paid for anything having to do with mma at all ever mm-hmm. so um they i flew to florida stayed there for a couple of days and then while i was around i Drove up to Boca, met Henry, and then you know the rest is history. Yeah, so I mean, Florida is a beautiful place. Like, I don't blame you for staying. It's just oh yeah. Have you had any um crazy Florida man run-ins or anything like that? Oh, I'm sure I have. And I used to work security down here, so like I get to oh, see geez. like all of the like. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can imagine. <laughs> the freaks come That's out at night. All, you get to see a little bit of all the magic. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so one thing we really admire about you is that even after your success as a fighter. You're, you're just not afraid to be openly humble. And that's a lost art in today's MMA. There's very few guys that are willing to just be themselves on the mic. Uh, how do you maintain such a level-headedness on the mic in, in general? Um, well, my friends were mean to me when I was young, so I'm afraid that if I get too confident, they'll start to make fun of me again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I respect that answer. Um, yeah, and um, I, I, I just like it. I'm not a big fan of you know fighters that are like just assholes for lack of a better term. I mean, like, I mean, I get it that people are doing it to sell pay-per-views, but one of the things that we really like about you is just, you seem like a nice guy and just, yeah, I'll be honest. I never really tapped in. I don't know how to, I kind of, I still don't, I don't know how to sell pay-per-views or market myself. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm losing out on big money for not being able to, but Hmm. I'll tell you one thing. It's fucking cool when it's, when it's authentic, when it's not, it's not cool. You know, it's it's like the more stupid. the more I try to push it, the more I try to push this, like, 
I'm a big, strong, tough guy. I feel like the cornier I feel, and I'm like, bro, this just isn't me. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, I, I respect you saying that. Yeah, no. And yeah, we respect you. Like, I think that bleeds through, and I think you're going to have a more uh, authentic fan base that's going to stick with you no matter what, just because we respect you as a person. And you kind of see it now with McGregor. A lot of people have flipped on him now that he's just going nuts. And uh, yeah. I think if he was a nicer guy, maybe he'd have more uh, uh, a fan base that's more tuned into him all the time. Uh, Jeff, did you have a question? Uh, yeah. Even though you're not really, you know, one to push for everything like that and talk shit like that, do you think after this fight, on August 12th that you will deserve the title shot? I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I'm not really thinking about it. And that's not, that's not me. That's not me deflecting. And that's not me. Like, that's not me, you know, trying to be vague. I'll be honest. I just haven't really thought about it. Yeah. Got to keep I, somebody in the, I did a a media interview a little bit earlier today with, with the Bellator PR Mm. and they, this person who worked for PR had mentioned it being a title eliminator. And I was, that was the first time anybody had said it. Like people would ask, like, we go to think this is a title eliminator. And I was like, yeah, maybe it was the first time that some, anybody with Bellator had insinuated that. Mm. And I was like, Oh shit, maybe. But yeah. if, I'm, again, I'll be honest with you. I'm more, I'm, I'm more in China. <clears throat> I'm focused on beating up Valentin Moldovsky. <laughs> That's yeah, a smart approach. Know. Yeah, that's the smart approach. Um, I feel like when people get fucked up, especially when they fight a guy like a Valentin Mardowski, they take their eye off the ball, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's that's where they get caught. Um, speaking yeah. of Moldovsky, have you watched the Moldovsky versus Bader match in the lead up to this fight? And if so, yeah, you take I did. Yeah, I thought um, I thought Moldovsky probably won, if I'm being honest with you. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, the, my takeaways from that fight especially were that Moldovsky's tough, man. If if it wasn't for Ryan Bader, he'd probably be champion right now. Yeah. And um, that that's amidst you know a, a plethora of talent that that's around at heavyweight. Mm. Um, and even like even still, I think he won that fight. And it, but and as for Moldovsky's competitor, I think he's he's super tough. Um, he comes from like that combat sambo background where like you know they're they're you know pretty well versed in everything, but he's you know obviously leans on his grappling. He's, you know, good, strong, top heavy competitor. Um, but I, I think, I think I got the, the sauce to, to get something. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jeff, what did you have to say? Oh uh, yeah. So in Bellator, we rarely see like really homegrown talent like you, where you really made your name in Bellator. So does that like give you extra motivation to put on for the promotion? Cause you go out there and you fucking dominate and it's usually in the first round and you put on the show. Um, no, if I, just to be honest with you, not really. I just, I like to, I like to, I like to beat people up and get paid for it. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy to be with Bellator. I'm happy to, I'm happy that, you know, Bellator is, especially like it's been in the media, you know, I signed a new contract with them. So I'll be with them for at least, you know, the foreseeable future. Um, But, you know, they, they took a pretty big risk on me, not a big risk, but, you know, they, they, um, they bought into the the Steve Mowry show a couple of years ago, whenever I was, you know, I was just a four, no guy. Like I didn't really stand out above the competition, anybody else, except for, you know, maybe, you know, literally, but um, yeah. (laughs) uh, Right. But, you know, they they took a they they bought into the Steve Mowry show. They we I've done a couple of renegotiations with them. And then this, this last contract, 
Um, I really feel like they, I really feel like they, um, they bought in, you know, they, they took a pretty big leap of faith and, you know, so I'm happy with Bellator. I'm happy with everything they've done for me. I'm happy to be doing business with them still. So, you know, that said, it's not that I'm not speaking ill about Bellator though. Um, I don't know. I just naturally, I like to, I like to be in the moment I like to show up and I like to, yeah, I just like to get in there and get nasty. Exactly. Yeah. Um, final question for you and then we'll let you go, Mikey. Yeah. So this kind of touches on you as a person and your fighting style. So we were, we were all watching your Abby fight. And I mean, he connected with a couple of bombs right in the beginning and you are like so patient and precise. Like I'm wondering, is that more of how you were brought up in your attitude as a person? Or is that like a game plan with your coach? Cause you just sat there, took him, and then in one takedown Kamara over, <laughs> it like was awesome. it was, it was insane. Yeah. So you want to hear something? I've talked about this in the media before too, but um, I'm sure plenty of people who haven't heard the truth from the time that Darian, Abby and I touched gloves to the time that we're, that I'm back in the locker room taking my shorts off. I don't remember anything. I don't remember. <laughs> like I, uh, whatever, like I, I wanted, I went out there, we touched gloves, the fight starts. He cracked me. It was like you said, like, he low kicked me, bop, and then he reset, and then he threw that right hand, that yeah. fucking missile of a right hand. Yep. Cracked my ass, folded me up. Like, I never got dropped like that. Ever. Well, one time by Rumble, but folded my ass up like a lawn chair. And <clears throat> then just the nature of it was so fast and emphatic that, like, um, he gave me a, you know, concussion, dropped me, like, you know, more in the technical definition, knocked me out. And I mm -hmm. woke up in the locker room. <laughs> and I'm standing there with the only reason I knew I won because so I'm standing there in the locker room taking my shorts off and I see my check in my hand. And that's when it finally started to come. This is 20 minutes after the fact. I'm standing <laughs> there looking at this check in my hand and I'm like reading the, the number. And I was like, wait, did I win? Did I fight? And they're like, everyone, everybody got really concerned. Like my my yeah. my old management, my coaches, and then the, the Mohegan Suns athletic commission was there. And everybody was like, oh, shit. So I'm standing there like, did I win? Did I win? And I'm looking because I looked at the number and like the, the amount on the check. I was like, yeah, I definitely won. So I'm like looking around and my my people are like, relax, dude, relax. And I was like, no, guys, what happened? And they had to pull up. They had to pull up the live stream or rewind it to show me what had happened. And, Jeez, you know, that's yeah. scary. It was, <laughs> it was fucking unreal. <laughs> it was something yeah. else. And I now we train together, so. Well, there you go. Yeah, I was gonna say you look like you're out on your feet, and I was so surprised that you pulled it off. That's, oh, I was out. No, I was out on my feet. I, you insane. know, whatever. It was only it only ended up being like a minute and a half, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on with us. We really appreciate it. Um, we can't wait to watch your fight. We know you're gonna kick some ass, and we're really excited to watch it. Um, and yeah, just thank you so much for taking the time to come out with us. Oh yeah, thank you guys for having me. I had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm.